So what is up? What is going down? It is me one more again giving you what I got. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, the Bible says that Peter and John were uh, on their way to prayer. And at the gate, that at the gate called Beautiful, there was a man there begging them for money. Yes, they were. They were begging Peter and John for money. Ain't it funny how they were begging the men of, he was begging the men of God. Matter of fact, you know what, I'm not even going to do this. I want you to go to Acts chapter, uh, perhaps two real quick. I'm going to show you something that's going to freak your mind out. See how the Lord worked? Mm-hmm. Because I want to set the move. First of all, let me give you some prayer. Father, we thank you right now for your name among men. We thank you right now for God because it was you that woke us up this morning and started us on our way. Father God, it was not the alarm clock, it was not the hot cup of coffee, it wasn't the bacon, it wasn't the eggs, it wasn't the wife, it wasn't the kids. No, it was you, Lord God, that woke us up this morning and put breath in our body that we may make this thing happen one more again. We may give your name the praise and all the honor and all the glory one more time. So, Lord God, I ask, Father God, that you bless your already blessed word double time and that somebody that's hearing the word of God. We know that it's not by power, it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, said the Lord. Right, what is good, though? Listen, let me let me give you some real quick. I just got a revelation from the Lord as I was getting ready to talk to you about something else. But the Lord hit me with something that, that's really very interesting um, to me. And I, I want to show you something in the word of God. Amen. Um, In the book of Acts chapter 3, I want to show you something real quick. The book of Acts chapter 3. I'm going to start reading in verse 1. The Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Amen. Now, now, now watch this now. We're going to have to get us an hour of prayer in. I don't know how it's going to go down. But we're going to have to start getting in the habit of prayer. There are a lot of things that we do in our life right now. There's a habit. We have a habit of checking our Facebook accounts every before, when we wake up at the morning. Some folks check it all through the night. We got a habit of um, gossiping. Some people got a habit of uh, smoking. Some people got a habit of smoking weed. Some people got a habit of different things. Some people got a habit of getting into themselves the bad situations. No doubt. But let us also get us a habit of prayer. I believe that if we get into a habit of prayer, perhaps... The Lord will break our bad habits. And that's what we want to do now. Because a lot of us, we are in things and doing things that we don't really want to do. But they have become habits to us. Can I, can I read you something? Let me read you something. Let me, let me keep reading something. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple of the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Watch this. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. Now, watch this. This man was lame. He was paralyzed. He couldn't walk. And he has been this way since he was born. Glory to God. Wow. In the name of He has been like this since he was born. Now, can I show you something else? And he was carried. Now, watch this. And when they laid him daily at the, tent, at the gate, the Bible says they, he daily, that means every day, habit. What is what is what is it that you're doing right now every day? <laughs> Habit. But that's all right though. 
because I do believe that if we get into some habits of praying, then it will break our bad habits. Because even you tired of yourself right now, ain't you? Let me, let me, let me um go deeper into this thing and, and see some of some things that are going on in this world. It says, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. Watch this. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. There's a, a beautiful temple, a beautiful gate with a jacked up problem. You're not too cute. There's somebody won't call you ugly. Let me show you something. He, now, he sat there daily to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. I mean, he was begging. He was asking for money every day. Now, watch this. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked in arms. Here's my revelation that the Lord just showed me. Here's this man, right? Lame at his feet. Lame. Can't walk. Paralyzed. And he sees the men of God, Peter and John, about to go into this temple. And he asks them for some money. But today it's reversed. The men, the, the people are not asking the men of God for money. Now the men of God has started asking the people for money. That's how you know things have gotten jacked up. Instead of the man, instead of the people, instead of the people, instead of the man with the problem, with the issues, begging the man of, man, the man of God for some help, you got preachers begging the people who are in a messed up state. They're begging them for help. Wow. Wow, wow. That, that, I mean, that, that, that's just amazing. That's how you know that this world. And that's how you know the Lord is soon to come. Lord, let me never be in a position where I'm begging the folks for their pocketbooks. Let me always be in a spot to bless the people of God. Story goes on to say that Peter told the man, listen, well, silver and gold have I none. But such as I do have, get I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Stand up and be healed. You may be a lame man. I remember DJ Haddon had that song. He was saying, you may be a lame man and you can't even walk. Maybe a dumb man and you can't even talk, but you can rise and be healed. You can be healed according to your faith. Rise and be healed. What Peter and John was gave the man was more than money. It was greater. Because now, once the man was healed, he can go out and change his own life. And that's what I want to get into today. And that's what I want to show you today. That God has given you the ability to change your own life. But the problem is, shock. I just got a revelation. I'm just so excited. Because once you start getting free and break free from what things used to be, you're showing sure up ready to run and dance. Can I show you something real quick? Can I show you something real quick? shock. How that was so cool. See, God has given you the power to change your life. He's given you the power. See, I'm not, now, when I say relationships, I'm not talking about marriage now. If you marry, it is what it is. That's, that's between you and God. I, ain't, I don't have nothing to say about that. But if you're engaged, 
You know, if you boyfriend and girlfriend, if you with somebody right now that's abusive. If you with somebody right now that I ain't talking about physically, I'm talking about verbally. I'm talking about somebody who's done you with right now and they don't know your worth. You're with somebody right now, you're cheating, they know they're cheating and, and all kind of things. You're accepting a lot of things. Don't you know you got the power to change your life? Jobs right now might be scarce for you. Opportunities out there might may not come your way. Unemployment folks don't want to talk to you. All kind of things to be going on in your life right now. But don't you know that you got the power to change your life? And that's what having the Holy Ghost is all about. The Holy Ghost is not just about you leaping and jumping and dancing and clapping your hands and, and singing and, and playing a tambourine and a guitar and a saxophone and, a, and a drums and the lights and all that. It's good. It's nice. <laughs> but don't you know that you got the power to change your life? And that's what God has given us. He's given us his word. And in his word, there's the power to change our situations. Can I show you something real quick? In the word of God. Because oftentimes now we're waiting on a word. But the problem is that we're always waiting on a word when a word has already been given. But because we didn't act on the first word, and because we didn't act on what God has given us, we're always waiting <laughs> waiting on the next word, waiting on the next prophet, waiting on the next preacher, waiting on the next man, waiting on the next sugar daddy, waiting on the next sugar mama, waiting on the next check. We're always waiting. When God said, I've already given you everything right now to pertain to life and godliness, you just got to take it. That's right. I said it right. The problem is the reason why we don't have all that we have and what we should have right now. As we haven't taken it and and i just want to um encourage your heart for a minute what is this one they what what we got what we got we got to name this word because i hear the lord pressing my spirit to name it and I, I think i'm just gonna call it quite simply and it's this it's gonna be deep it's gonna be called preachers stop begging the people and people stop begging the preachers We're begging too much. We're begging. We're waiting for somebody to come and rescue us. And God's saying, no. The only person that's going to rescue you in these days and times is you. It's if you're going to be delivered, if you're going to be set free, it's going to be by your faith. Not grandmama's faith. Not daddy's faith. Shaka, it's going to be by your faith. Let me get into the word of God. Let me read you something. This is just, I'm just going to read you some, some scriptures real quick. In Deuteronomy, go to me to Deuteronomy chapter 1. This is just so personal and so deep to me that I, it's really got me thinking. Yes, it does. No one is coming to save you. No one is coming to deliver you. You're going to have to do it yourself. But you got the power to do it. It, it, it. It'll be it'll be different if you didn't have the power to do it. It'll be much depressing if you didn't have the tools to do it. But the Lord saying, "No, you got the tools. 
You got the promises. You got the word. Just a red bush. I act on it. Let me read Deuteronomy chapter 1. Uh, around verse 1. Let me read these words to you. These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel. On this side Jordan in the wilderness. In the plain over against the Red Sea. Between Paran, Topel, Laban, Hazaroth, and Desahat. I know I'm, I know I'm, I'm feeling the spirit because I got all those names right. <laughs> uh, now don't get me wrong now. Sometimes you're reading the Bible in the Old Testament. Yeah, most definitely. Um, there's a lot of names in there that you, you know, it's kind of difficult to read, but uh, but keep praying. There are 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir unto Kadesh Barnea. And it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spake unto the children of Israel, according to all that the Lord given him in commandment unto them. Now, here it has been 40 years. The 40th year. They have not yet possessed all the promises. They have not yet walked in all the things that God wants them to walk in. And it's been 40 years. Wonder why it's taking so long. But let's, 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 let's keep reading. After he has slain. Sihon, the king of Amorites, which dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, and dwelt in Ashtaroth and Edari. Watch this. And this side, Jordan, in the land of Moab, began Moses to declare this law, saying, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this mount. Let me, let me read you a little commentary on verse 6. It says, This verse begins the historical prelude, which extends through the historical prelude in the ancient Near Eastern treaties in Deuteronomy and Exodus. This is like a summary in a history of what God has done for them. Let me break this down for you. What he's saying is this is simple. You have been in the same spot for much too long. Some of you have been in the same spot in your relationships. You've been dealing with the same man for too long. How long has engagement been? 10, 15 years? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I shouldn't have said that. You, you have been dealing with the same job. You have been dealing with the same city. You have been dealing at that same place, same state of prayer life, same stagnant existence, and you've been there for too long. You keep talking about how, uh, and, and, and I used to work with people, and um, I'm, I'm a man like this, all right? Here's what I say about myself, all right? It don't matter how the job got done. I got it done. That's how I believe. That's what I believe. In other words, here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, corners and different things. Here's what I'm talking about. If, if say if I had, if I had, say if I had a car note, five-year car loan, car note, and it don't matter what I did to pay that car off, as far as me having different jobs, different types of money, uh, different type of living arrangements, 
in and out of different, uh, may, may, somebody might try to come and repo. I may have to hide it, get the money up, give them the money, whatever it is that happened. If the job got done and I paid the car off, to me, that's the victory. <laughs> Some of you think that in order to get to a certain spot, the road has to be smooth. Have you ever been behind somebody in traffic and they have had to make a left turn? If anybody knows anything about making a left turn in traffic, that's one of the most dangerous and difficult turns to make. Because you got traffic coming both directions. Now, if you were just making a right turn, that's more easier. But making a left turn is more difficult. And um, and if, and if you're on a busy highway or a busy intersection or busy anything, and if you're trying to make a left turn, um, making a left turn can be rather difficult. But you will never make that turn sometimes. There are some places that you cannot make that turn unless you get out in traffic. If you sit and try to wait till things are absolutely clear, you'll never go. And not only that, you'll be holding up everybody else that's behind you. Now, what I'm saying, I'm not saying just go out there and create an accident. I'm not saying just go out there and knock everybody over. But at some point, you have to be bold enough to go. Because there are some places that, and there are some intersections that you cannot... That it would never be absolutely clear for you to go. Some of you have can't get into your destiny because you're waiting for things to be absolutely perfect. Some of you can't get the job done because you're waiting for things to be absolutely perfect. And sometimes to your destiny or into the place that you want to go, there are a lot of bumps in the road. The analogy that the, the example that I made was about the car and about the car note. You may have to take you. You may lose a job and still have the car note. You may have to take two jobs. They equal up to the job that you lost. You may have to move to another city. You may have to do different things. But the main thing is that when you are in the process of, of trying to better yourself or better your life or do um, accomplish a goal, you're going to have to cut out the complaining because the reason why. It's taking them 40 years to get to the spot that God wants them to be is because they're doing too much complaining. Complaining stops the process. Complaining stops the enthusiasm. But now, so one of the reasons why they have not achieved their goal is complaining. Let's go. Let's let's read the word of God a little bit more and find out another reason why. Another reason why it can stop your um, um you going forward. Now, this is for the mature people. You go into your destiny. Can, 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 I, can, I, can I bless you for just for a little bit? I hate when people try to call me. No, man. Let me um try to bless you for a little bit. Turn you and take your journey. Watch this. Now, he says, turn you now. He says, turn around. You know how someone, when somebody, you know how when somebody, you talking to somebody and they're speaking to you face to face. So Moses is speaking to them face to face, right? But now Moses is trying to tell them, now, turn you, turn around, man, and go. <laughs> some of you don't have some of you need to turn around. <clears throat> well, I almost lost my voice off them. Some of you need to turn around. 
and you need to go. Some of you parents right now need to tell some grown children that still stay in your house to turn around and go. And that's what exactly what's going on here. Well, he says, turn you now and take your journey and go to the Mount of the Amorites. The first thing you got to do is you got you to stop murmuring and complaining. The second thing is you got to turn around and you got to go. You got to make it happen. He says, you got to do this thing now. God ain't doing it for you. Your mama ain't going to do it for you. Your daddy ain't going to do it for you. You wait on a man. You wait on a woman. You wait on a prophet. They ain't going to do it for you. They'll give you a word, but they can't do it for you. Let me show you something. Turn you and take your journey and go to the mount of the Amorites unto all the places now there unto in the plain in the hills and in the valley in the south and by the seaside in the land of the Canaanites unto Lebanon into the great river and the river you first behold I have set the land before you. Here's what God is saying to them. Here's what Moses is saying to them. Here's what he's saying. He said I have set the land before you Go in and possess it. He's saying this land is yours. This place is yours. That car is yours. That house is yours. That career is yours. That man is yours. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, that man is yours. That car is yours. That house is yours. The promises of God is yours. The blessing is yours. Yeah, go by shit. The anointing is yours. You know, and then when you and when you know it's yours, God has shown you and told you already that it's yours. The prophet has prophesied and told you it's yours. You don't need a you don't need another word of prophecy. You need to, to walk into what God has already given you. You need to walk in all in, in the promises of God that God has already put before you. It's yours. And nobody can take it away. It's been 40 years, but it's still there waiting for him. I feel like preaching. See, the problem also is this. First of all, you've been too much doing too much murmuring and complaining. Second of all, you won't go and possess the land. The third thing is you think it's been so long that you think that it's not yours no more. And somebody has actually told you that. No, it's too late for you now. The devil is a lie. It's not too late for you. I was looking at some real. I was looking at some on 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 the, on the Watchman Jig. I just called it the Watchman Jig because I don't want to say what I was looking at. I was looking at some though the other day of this young this lady. I'm called a young lady, 58 years old, just starting college. Fifty-eight years old, just starting starting working on her degree. It ain't too late. If that's the promise of God for a life, it ain't too late. Who told you it was too late? When Jesus showed up at Lazarus' grave, do you think he was too late? When Lazarus had been dead for four days, you think he was too late? Somebody has told you you've been dead too long, so it's too late. Don't trouble the master no farther. But Jesus saying, be not faithless, just only believe, and it shall come to pass. It ain't too late, baby. Let me show you something else. He says, go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them to them and their seed after them. It belongs to you, baby. And I speak unto you at the time, saying, I am not 
able to bear you myself alone. The Lord your God have multiplied you, and behold, you are this day as the stars of the heaven for multitude. Here, y'all don't multiply in y'all foolishness. You didn't think nothing was going on for you, but even in your foolishness, even in your mess, God was multiplying you. The Lord God of our fathers, of your fathers, make you a thousand times so many more as you are. Bless you, and he hath promised you. How can I myself alone bear your encumbrance uh, and your burden and your strife? He's in Moses, and I can't, I can't do all this by myself. I can't, I can't bear with you guys by myself. Take you wise men, understanding, knowing among your tribes, and I will make them rulers over you. And you answered me and said, The thing which thou hast spoken is good for us to do. So I took the chief of your tribes, wise men, known, made them heads over you, captains over thousands, captains over hundreds, and captains over fifties. I'm going somewhere. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep on me. If you do, get your alarm clock and set it for about five minutes. I'm getting ready to say, give you a revelation. Watch this. And the captains over tens, officers among your tribes, and I charge your judges that at the time, saying, here, the cause between your brethren, judge righteously between every man and his brother. And a stranger that is with them. Watch this. Ye shall, and ye shall not respect persons in judgment. Watch this. But ye shall hear the small as well as the great. You shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment is God's. And, and the cause that is too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. And I commanded you at the time, and all things which you should do. But watch this. And when we departed from Horeb, we went through all the great and terrible wilderness, which you saw by the way of the mountain of the Amorites. And the Lord our God commanded us, and we came to Kadesh Barnea. And I said unto you, you are coming to the mountain of the Amorites. Watch this. Which the Lord our God doth give unto us. Behold, the Lord thy God has set the land before thee. Go up and possess it. The Lord is saying that if you want it, take it. If it's yours, take it. It belongs to you. It don't matter what it looks like over there. It's yours. Wee. See, the only reason you ain't got it because you won't take it. The only reason you don't have it is because you won't ask for it. The only reason you ain't you don't have it is because you forgot to knock and know the door shall be open. You forgot to seek and you shall find. You forgot to ask and it shall be given. Can I keep? Can I keep? Can I just give you some more word? God of thy fathers have said unto thee, Fear not, neither be discouraged. Now watch this. Here's some more reasons why you don't have what you want right now out of life, because of fear, and because of discouragement. Because of fear, and because of discouragement. And you came near unto me, every one of you, and said, We will send men before us, and they shall search out the land. And bring us word again by that way we must go up unto what cities we shall come. And the same pleased me well. And I took twelve men, you, one of the tribes. And they turned and went up into the mountain, came unto the valley of Eshcol, and searched it out. And they took out of the fruit of the land of the lands and brought it down to us and brought us word again and said, It is a good land which the Lord our God has given us. Have you ever gone on vacation somewhere and ate of the food or the place that you was on vacation at? And say, yes, this is a land that's filled with good things. But it's a good place to visit. I can't live here, though. Even though I know God is calling me to do so. 
Why can't you live there? If you why can't you if that if that's what God called you to do, why can't you do it? Why can't you do that career? If that's what God is calling you to do. Why can't you be married if that was God is calling you to do? Why can't you start a church? Why can't you start that business? Why can't you in in finish that degree up? Why why can't you? Because of the pandemic? Okay, before the pandemic, what was the excuse? And after that, what was the excuse? And after that, what was the excuse? It's always an excuse of why we can't do and possess the land or the promises of God that God has ordained for us to be in. In other words, we're standing at the, we're at the intersection trying to make a left-hand turn, but we will never go because to us, it is never clear. And folks are behind us blowing the horn, trying to encourage us to go so they can go. Because some people's destinies and, and things are tied into you. I feel like preaching. I ain't gonna, I'm just going to let it go, though. Because I'm only going to give you 30 minutes again today. Because I know you had enough. I know you're over stuff. And if I keep going, I'll be throwing up old. <sighs> we going to get this land. We going to possess this promise. The road ain't going to be clear. Folks going to be talking about us. Folks going to be talking against us. Folks going to tell us that we're wrong. We shouldn't do that. This ain't right. It ain't the right time. You're too old. You're too slow. You should have been did this. You should have been did that. What is going on? What the hell is going on? And all that mess. Folks going to be in your inbox. Folks going to be on your Facebook, Snapchats, Twitters. Folks going to be all on your, uh, your emails talking crazy to you. The road will never be clear, but possess the land anyway. Get rid of fear and get rid of discouragement. Let me show you something. He came there unto me. Every one of you and said, we will send men. Watch this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me read verse 23. Hold on. I was getting ready to mess up. And the same pleased me and I well, and I took 12 men with you out of the tribe. Watch this now. Uh, watch verse 25. And they took of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us and brought us, us word again and said, it's a good land which the Lord our God had given us. And watch this. The Lord gave you that land. Watch this now. Notwithstanding, you will not go up. You don't have you don't you, you don't have that better life right now because God ain't giving it to you. You're not married right now because God didn't give you a husband. You're not married right now because God didn't give you a good wife. You're not married right now because you're not passionate right now because God didn't give you the church and the ministry. You're not um in, in the career you want to be in right now because God didn't get bless you with it. You you're not in your what you need to be in right now because you simply refused to go up because it wasn't perfect. You begin to fear. You begin to get discouraged. And you didn't realize that you got to go in and possess the land and take it. For nothing will be given. But it's yours. Notwithstanding, you will not go up, but rebel against the command of the Lord your God. And you murmur in your tents. See, see, when people don't get what they want, they start murmuring against God. At least it was God's fault. God, it ain't my fault. I gave, I gave, you, the, I gave you the blessing. You wouldn't take it. God is saying to us, you ain't a baby. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make your food for you. Blow on it and, and have you open up your mouth. I'm not gonna change your diapers. No. But I have given you the food, I've given you the blessing. You're gonna have to feed yourself though. 
You're going to have to change yourself. <laughs> you ever seen a 30-year-old man still want to be fed by moms and dad? A 40-year-old man still want to be fed by my it's, it's a horrible sight. There's a horrible sight. But I give you everything to pertain to life and godliness. It's time, it's time for us to grow up and get what we got from God. Now watch this. Another thing that will uh, stop you from getting your blessing is feelings. Mm -hmm. Your feelings will betray you. Time in and time again. I don't feel like it's the right time. Or I don't feel good. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel your feelings will betray you all the time. Yes, Lord. Listen, God has given me everything to pertain to life and godliness. Stop begging the preachers. And preachers, stop begging the people. Let us go forth and possess and take the land that God has ordained us to take in Jesus' name. Amen. Much love. If it's a, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.